And miss, we got to shout out some of our new friends we on do. another podcast. Um, tell them That's right. which podcast we're talking about. That Strange Podcast. Yes, That Strange Podcast. We found them once we started doing this podcast online. We did. Yeah. And they are essentially our sister podcast, honestly. They are. They, they really are a sister yeah. podcast. They're a queer podcast duo. And they talk about mm-hmm. spoopy stories. They talk about true crime stories. Mm-hmm. We've been binging them like crazy. We love them. Highly recommend their fifth episode about uh, Phil Hartman. Yes, right? Phil Hartman. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was such a good episode. I didn't know anything about it, and it was really great. They did a great job. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, and right? and what I also liked about that episode too, they did talk about the '90s classic called Jingle All the Way. Um, yes, so they did, which Kevin loves. I love because I'm sorry, I'm going to digress one moment. That is a kids movie from the 90s that you could not make today. No, no. Absolutely not. No, it just wouldn't no. happen. It could not happen now. Nope. So we love them. Please go check mm-hmm. them out. Um, they are on Instagram at That Strange mm-hmm. Podcast, and you can listen to them on Apple, on Spotify, on Google, and same places you listen to us. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we just want to give them a shout out. Thank you, James and Emma. So let's go ahead and do our little intro so we can start our show. How about that? How about it? Let's do All it. All right. Let's do it. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Creepy Inquiries. A podcast dedicated to all things creepy, spoopy, and true crimey. With your hosts, Miss and Kevin. Your friendly neighborhood queers. Let's dive Anything new with you? Let me think. Let me think. Watching anything, reading anything. Uh, until I'm blue in the face, I'm going to talk about that show Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Right, right, right. I haven't watched it. I'm just, you know, when I'm not sitting here looking at your beautiful face and I'm not at work, I'm studying. Absolutely. So, so. TV time is limited. Yeah. But yes, that that show is my new jam. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. And I'm super excited for it. It's, 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 it's like right up my alley and mm-hmm. it does have Christina Ricci and we do stand a Christina Ricci oh, moment. We stand. Mm-hmm. We absolutely stand. I and then, just figured out what that meant like two <laughs> months ago. And I was like, right? why are, I didn't know what it meant. And then I was like, I, well, I found out it, it was to about, the children. M- well, it's, it's the Eminem song, Stan. Right. Yep. Uh-huh. Which is about almost like twenty a super years fan. old, like definitely two thousand two. Yeah, yeah, it's around the same age as our friendship, about mm-hmm. twenty years, and it's a song that he has about like this crazy super fan, right? Yeah, yeah, that like follows him and is obsessed with like him. Sneak into the, it's like obsessed with him. Doesn't he like sneak into his house or something? Or no, am I thinking of the music video? You're probably. I mean. 
what the well the big takeaway from that is yeah he is so obsessed and then when Eminem doesn't like sign his like CD or whatever outside of his show right. one night he gets all crazed and then yep. kills his pregnant girlfriend like puts her in the trunk of a car <laughs> so and drives off a right. bridge yeah but yeah that's why I'm always so shocked when people use that word today I'm just like I especially know. gays I'm like you know what what. <laughs> Even though we both just used it, <laughs> well, which is why we're having this conversation. Yes. But I wonder how many people really know what Stan means. I would love to poll. It yeah, take is poll. dark. It is so dark, which like, listen, Absolutely. I love, I love a social movement that's a little dark, but it's weird when you hear people say like, I stand Taylor Swift. Like I don't. Right. It doesn't really mm, compute. You, it doesn't compute. Yeah, there it is. Um, for the listeners, I was um, threading my fingers together and apart. Like it doesn't link. So this is a visual mm. podcast. Is this is a visual? This is a visual. It's a visual. So also, um, we in terms of TV shows we're watching, I mm, just saw yes. two. Um, this is going to come out, I believe, after the show comes mm-hmm. back. But very soon, my show, Pen15, is coming back. And- Here's the thing about Pen15. I actually love it. I think mm-hmm. it's incredible. Mm-hmm. However, it is so accurate mm-hmm. and so absolutely set in the time that we went to middle school that uh-huh. I am triggered on literally every level. Absolutely. I just like it is it's done so well and the actors are so good mm-hmm. at being middle schoolers, which is hilarious <laughs> because they're our age in real they're life. They're our age. But listen, I think it's hilarious. I think it is so well done. But you know me and mm-hmm. I can't handle like the cringe like i i get it i appreciate it i love it but the cringe that is happening like in my body makes me want to like peel my own skin off and just i know i know run away <laughs> which is why i can't watch it alone i yes. could watch it when you came up to my old apartment and we watched it together and i loved it because i could hide my face in your in your shoulder <laughs> literally the whole it time is, and like watch it through my fingers. Yeah. It is <laughs> so incredibly accurate to mm-hmm. early two thousands, middle school, yeah. early high school. Yeah. And it is labeled as a cringe comedy so and we, it we lives up to its name. That, yeah. So like all the cringing that I am doing internally, like they're doing it to me on purpose, which feels mm-hmm. like it's a personal crime. attack. It's a, mm-hmm. It is a targeted personal attack. And it's just so well done and so cringy yeah. and hilarious. So, yes, watch it. If you, if you can handle cringe and you're not mm-hmm. like a, a, mm-hmm. an, a, a monster like me, if you can handle the cringe, please, please, please watch it. It's so good. Yes. If you can't handle the cringe, get you a best friend to force yes. you to watch it who will allow you to just live inside their sweater while mm-hmm. it's on the TV. So you can listen, but maybe not watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I have just been watching um, holiday episodes of Bob's Burgers. Yes. Um, because, Which one? Uh, what was the latest one you watched? Um, of course. So last night I watched um, the one where Bob reveals his bisexuality to the world. Yes. What's it called? The Thanksgiving uh, episode. Turkey in a can. Was turkey, turkey in a, a can. can? Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. It's so good. There's nothing <laughs> He's quite a like. Bear. <laughs> I forgot that he was called a sloppy bear until I watched it again last night. And it's just so good. He's just like, what is it when he's like at the counter the last time yeah. and he's just like, are we doing this? We're doing this. And he's like, this is the second I'm time married. he comes back because yeah. he has no, to get like another third. turkey like the, or, or third like turkey. Yeah, sure. Third time. And so he's like, I'm married, but if I wasn't, oh, who am I kidding? You're who way out kidding? of my league. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight. I, I mean, I'm mostly straight. I mean, I'm most, I mean, who am I I'm kidding? You're out of my league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, I've, as I, as I say, I don't know if I want to be the parents or if I want to be the children. I think right. I want be the children. Okay. But if I That's ever fair. had kids, if I ever had kids and I won't, but if mm-hmm. I did, I would want them to be as Fucking outrageous is the Belcher children. Absolutely. The Belcher family is one of the best American families on yeah. TV. Yeah. They are they Absolutely. they all love each They're other. A- They're dysfunctional. Yeah. I don't think they are dysfunctional. I okay. think they are an example okay. of a mostly functional, mostly happy family. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'm here for that. That's where because, um, that's my position, and you'll have my thesis on it by next week. Please do. Um, <laughs> it needs to be cited properly pages. using oh. APA. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know APA. I only know um, Blue Book, the legal citation oh. guide. So that's what you're getting at law school. You only use Blue Book, Blue which book. is just isn't it's that, nonsense. Isn't that like where you buy cars or get car values? Kelly Blue Book, yeah, that's where Kelly you Blue your Book. I want to have a drag queen name, Kelly Blue Book. <laughs> that's great. That's great. And you're just like... <laughs> please welcome to the stage, Kelly Blue Kelly Book. Kelly Blue Book. <laughs> She's beautiful. She's here to give you a valuation on your Corolla. It's mm-hmm. gonna be a great mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to tip the dolls. Yes. Yes, Queen. We stand Kelly Blue Book. <laughs> we stand Kelly Blue Book. Now um, she would be in addition to my my if I ever did drag, I would be mm-hmm. my drag queen persona would be Lazy Susan. That would be my <laughs> drag queen. Kevin, you're Lazy Susan in or out of drag. <laughs> yes, that is true. That is I true. I mean that with the most amount of love. <laughs> um but my, what would you do? Yeah. Would you stand on like a rotating platform? Yes, and rotate slowly so people could pick meat, meats and cheeses off me. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And then I, my drag daughter would be Black Eyed Susan <laughs> from the legendary <laughs> House of Susan. <laughs> Does that make me Black Eyed Susan? Yes, if you want to be. Listen, listen, if I'm not wearing makeup, I could be Black Eyed Susan any day. <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, Kevin, I think you're first this week. I think you are the true crime daddy. So I please. am. Ooh. Yeah. I've never been TCD. called that. Ooh. True crime daddy. Yeah. Damn. All right. But yes, yeah. I am. I have. All right. Well, boy, do I have a story for you tonight. Lay it and I, I, on me. I don't know if you've heard of it. I hope not, Ooh. because that is my eternal right. goal. Whenever I tell right. a true crime story, I don't want you to have heard of it beforehand. What is it? So today's tell me, tell me, tell me. Hmm. So today's story I'm going to talk about is a story that happened in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and it involved mm-hmm. a family of nine. And it mm-hmm. involves extremely brutal familicide that occurred in okay. 2015. 2015? And yeah, in 2015. And it's the story okay. of the Bever Family Massacre. Have you heard I of it? I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to all I keep, keep thinking about is Bevers uh-huh. from... I know, from Broad City. <laughs> from Broad City. And I thought about Bevers. the. I thought okay, that go. was their name at first, but it's just one Bever. So Bever, just a singular Bever. Yes. Okay. All right. I don't think I know about it. Oh my god, so that makes geez. me feel so good. Yes. Okay. So yes, we're gonna dive on in. Educate me. Let's dive in. So yeah, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, is one of the largest mm-hmm. cities in the state. It's near Tulsa and has a little under 100,000 residents. Okay. There are not many murders that take place in that quiet city. In fact, there were zero murders the year prior. So, yeah. So an event like this. (laughs) I know. We come from Baltimore where there's 300 annually. So, And that's with a city of, what, 600,000? So even, yeah, wolf. Yeah. So, So an event like this really can send a shockwave through a community, for sure. Of course, yeah. So the story involves the Bever family, and it consists of parents David and April, who married when David was 25 and April was 15 years old. It doesn't have anything to do with the story. It just is what it is. So Wait, and how... What year did they get married? Uh, Not long enough. Not long enough ago for it to make a difference. Okay, right. Is fifteen? Is fifteen? (laughs) Fifteen is fifteen, unless it is eighteen sixty-seven. So yeah, it was. uh, Okay, so April's fifteen. So, um, just my my legal mind. Did she have? Was she pregnant? Did she have permission from her parents? How did she? No, I I don't know anything else about their marriage. Um, April was not to my knowledge, pregnant when she got married. Just saying that. So this 25-year-old grown man married a child. That's the beginning of the story. It's it's, uh, what I said. It has nothing to Mm -hmm. do with the story. They just got married at that time. So yeah. Good. I'm going to try to get past it. (laughs) They had seven children um, and their ages. Yeah. So there was Robert who was at the time of the murders in 2015 He's 18. We have Michael, okay. who is 15. We have okay. a 13-year-old daughter, and I'm not going to tell her name, and I'll explain that later. We have Daniel, who is age 12. We have Christopher, who is age 7. We have Victoria, who is age 5. 
And there was also a two-year-old daughter at that time too. Again, I'm not going to say her name and we'll explain why later. Okay. So lots of kids. Lots of kids. Oklahoma family. baby to 18. All right. Yes. So according to news reports and courtroom Mm -hmm. testimony, the Bever family was a very insular family. Some would even say reclusive. I would even say reclusive. Um, All seven kids, they were homeschooled and they weren't allowed to kind of venture outside of the family property. Mm, Okay. There were cameras that were around the outside of the house, but they were not um, connected to anything that was recording the the videos themselves. Mm -hmm. But they were, um, so it wasn't to deter any robbers per se. They were more so for David Bever, the father, to know where his children's whereabouts were at all times. Well, that sounds okay. Yeah, sure. It's yeah. it's the wrong side of okay, but I can I can logically understand it. That's a good way to phrase that, the wrong side of okay. So yeah. the neighbors said that the family did keep to themselves and most actually didn't know the names of the children until wow. the medical examiner okay. released like victim information. So they were wow. super okay. in- insular, very reclusive uh, amongst mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. So the story itself revolves around a brutal case of patricide and matricide as well as familicide. So familicide can okay. really encompass any member of the family, but patricide okay. and matricide are specifically for a parent uh, of a father or mother a mother figure. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds fun. Yes. So the way I'm going to kind of just break up the story itself, I'm going to talk about the murders themselves that night. Mm-hmm. And then okay. I'm, I will talk about the, uh, aftermath of it, meaning the trial and Mm -hmm. up to today. And then we can talk a little bit about the motive itself and why things transpired how they did. So let me dive into the murders themselves. So at around 11.30 p.m. on July 22nd, 2015, Mm -hmm. police were alerted to the address of 709 Magnolia Court by a 911 call made by a 12-year-old boy named Daniel Bever, who had barricaded himself in his father's office, and he was calling 911 to say that his brother was attacking his family. He had stated that his brother was attacking the family, one brother, uh, before mm-hmm. commotion was ha- oh, could be heard on the 911 call. And then there was another male that kind of took the phone from Daniel and said hello. Mm-hmm. And when the 911 dispatcher kind of replied back, the line went mm-hmm. dead. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a dark, dark story if I didn't already right. mention that. So according to witness testimony and police reports, the murders began a few minutes before Daniel's call to 911. 18-year-old mm-hmm. Robert and 15-year-old Michael, the two eldest siblings mm-hmm. of the family, were in their shared bedroom when they lured their 13-year-old sister, who I am not mm. mentioning her name, right. into, quote, look at something on his computer, on Robert's computer. So when the sister okay. came in to view what was going to be on the computer, Robert came up behind her and slit her throat. <gasps> yeah. She began okay. screaming for help. 
And what? Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Robert was oh, actually shocked at that okay. too. He thought like as okay. soon as someone was kind of like stabbed or, you know, their throat was slit, the they throat, would yeah. kind of die immediately or not be able to move or talk or whatever. So when she yeah, began screaming I thought for the same help, thing. I know, right? So when she began screaming for help, thinking that she was, you know, going to die immediately from the wound, Robert mm-hmm. kind of got taken aback and he began stabbing her in the neck. He began stamming her mm-hmm. in the stomach and and the arms, it Jesus. turns out, too. So neck, stomach, and arms. Holy shit. All right. So April, who was the mother, ran in when she heard the screaming and saw the carnage that was going on and shouted to for someone to end up calling the police. It was at that time that Robert, who was 18, he's the oldest uh, sibling, right. turned his attention to his mother. The 13-year-old okay. sister was able to escape the bedroom. She made it out really? to the outside. Yeah, she was bleeding. Hell yeah, she was, girl. Good for her. Right? She made it outside. Ugh. She ran outside. Apparently, she collapsed into the driveway. Yeah. Um, but when she escaped the house, I believe that set off the house alarm as she opened up the door. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So it was, at, it was at this time that Robert continued stabbing his mother, April, as she, as oh April ran into the kitchen where she ended up dying from more than 48 wounds to the oh, head, shit. neck, torso, arms, and hands. Always blows my mind. Like when I hear 48 like wounds. stabbed in the head, like the yeah. head. The head. Like also 48 times, that's an incredible rage. That is that a is, absolutely. Right? Like, Absolutely. That's the only thing I can think of. That is someone that is, I mean, I said it before and people laughed at me, but stabbing is an intimate crime. Oh, absolutely. You have to be right there. It's not like shooting somebody with a gun. It's mm-hmm. like right there 48 times. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So as that was happening, mm-hmm. April falls down dead with her 48 wounds. Mm-hmm. Robert then went outside into the driveway and dragged his 13-year-old sister from Mm. the driveway onto the front porch, where he apparently went back inside to continue the rampage. So he ordered Michael, who was the 15-year-old, to bring her fully back inside the house. So apparently Michael dragged her back from the front porch into the foyer and shut the door and disabled the alarm. So there was... Yeah. Well, wait, if the alarm went off, doesn't mm-hmm. that mean like police are alerted? I mean, yes. Yeah, they, they okay. were alerted. But um, everything that I'm going to talk about kind of yeah, happened yeah. so incredibly quickly that it all Did happened it? before okay. um, law enforcement arrived. Yeah. Okay. 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 So it was also at this time that seven-year-old Christopher locked himself and his five-year-old sister Victoria in oh. a bathroom. Okay. Yeah. Michael, who's a 15-year-old, he began banging on the door, pleading to be let in because he was lying oh, to so Robert. Yeah. He was lying um, to the, the younger kids, lying that Robert was the one trying to kill him too. So he was like, let me oh. in, let me in. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, of course, Christopher opened right. up the of door. Yeah. And that's when Michael, the 15-year-old, began stabbing his two younger siblings. He stabbed them to death. Okay. Christopher had 21 stab wounds to the back, the chest, the shoulder, and the legs, 
and Victoria had 23 stab wounds to those same areas. And this so, is so this is the 15-year-old brother. So clearly they're working in they're working in concert. They're working Yeah, together. they're in cahoots. Yep. Um I just can't imagine stabbing a five or seven year old, but let alone right. like your sibling, your sibling. Like that's insanity. I don't care that, if you yeah. don't get along. That just means you don't call them on the holidays. Why? Right. Why are we? Why are? Okay. And not that it matters even too much, but the fact it that doesn't. they were all homeschooled too and all yeah. spent all of their time together. Just they must have been even compounds than that. Yeah. Right. Right. Must have been. Yeah. Right. Right. So after, unfortunately, the seven-year-old and the five-year-old were killed in the bathroom, um, mm-hmm. that was when Michael ended up going to his father's office where the 12-year-old um, brother, Daniel, was hiding. He mm-hmm. had barricaded himself in there. He apparently right. was able to take Michael's cell phone from the room during all of this commotion, mm-hmm. got into his father's okay. office, um, and that's uh, how he called 911. Wow, and from so, his cell phone. Okay, okay. From his own cell phone, yeah. And that's when... Mm-hmm. Michael, the 15-year-old, ended up doing the same thing to his um, brother Daniel where he was banging on the door saying, Robert's trying to kill me. Let me in. Let me in. And that's when he was – Daniel let him in when he was mid-call to the 911 dispatchers. If anyone ever wants to listen to it, it is on YouTube. It is readily accessible. Did you listen to it? I did. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't – 911 calls are real rough. Absolutely are. Absolutely are. The only time I really can handle it is when I know like they're fake mm-hmm. um, beforehand. <laughs> otherwise, <Yeah. laughs> um, otherwise, it's just a real, real painful situation no matter what it is. Yeah. So right. uh, <laughs> Daniel was uh, mid-call when he let Michael into the room, to the office, and that's when Michael took the phone from him um, was heard that he was on phone on the phone with nine one one, and he ended up smashing the phone. So, like on the nine one one call, it it just kind of disconnects. But apparently, he smashed right. the phone. So right. Michael then told That'll Robert, do "I'll do it." Michael then told Robert, who was you know around at the time, "quote He's all yours." And then Robert came in and stabbed his brother Daniel. <gasps> A couple times, who managed to run out of the office, but he ended up mm. collapsing and into yeah. the living room, and he ended up dying of 21 stab wounds to the back, shoulder, and chest. Okay, so the 15-year-old says to the 18-year-old, he's all he's yours. He's all yours. Yep. What does that mean? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and this is about the time where David, the father, was awoken, who was sleeping upstairs. He was- um, oh, sh- he was asleep? Okay. He was asleep during most of this. He ended up coming downstairs Ugh. and he saw Robert, who's the oldest child, the 18-year-old, mm-hmm. um, who had a knife. And David began charging his son. But unfortunately, uh-huh. Robert ended up stabbing him in the chest, which incapacitated Ugh. him. Yeah. And right. Robert fell to the ground. He was stabbed at least 28 more times and Holy died. Okay. Yeah. So this is this is a this is a rageful duo. Rageful duo. It all happened within minutes of yeah 
of 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 from start to finish essentially. Really? So, That's so crazy. Yeah. Um Okay. Shortly before police arrived, Robert and Michael, after they had unfortunately done their deeds, they fled out the back door. And they ran through the woods behind their house and okay. basically hid in a creek that was in the woods. Uh-huh. In the creek. In the crick, Michael had removed his body armor. And did I for- forget to mention I'm that sorry, these kids- body armor? Yep. I think I forgot to mention that these, these kids purchased body armor for this. Wait. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> where did two homeschooled recl- the internet, mm-hmm. right? The internet, the internet, my friend. The internet, right. my friend. The curse and the so, blessing that it is. Yep. Okay. So when the officers arrived, right. <laughs> and and when I said that murders did not happen often in this community, yeah. it did not. So whenever there was a call for a murder, it was an yeah. all-hands-on-deck sort of operation. So any EMT, Good. any open um, police officer, any okay. ambulance, whatever, they ended up showing up to the house at that time. So when officers arrived... They, they noticed the blood that was on the driveway and the porch of the mm. house. Yeah, they ended up true. knocking on the door, and they ended up hearing a faint voice calling for help <gasps> directly inside of the, the, the house. So they oh. kicked in the door, and yeah. that's where they found the 13-year-old sister who was bleeding profusely. They pulled okay. her out of the home, and they were um, with EMTs. There on scene, they were able to provide her medical services um, right away. She ended up surviving, which is why I'm <gasps> not telling who what her name yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah, that's I mean, good. Terrible. <laughs> but, but, yeah. I mean, that's good. Question mark. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for as yeah, good as that right. was, yeah, the officers then yeah. had a sweep throughout the rest of the house where they discovered the remaining five victims, oh, the God. two parents. And the two other siblings, or three other siblings, I'm sorry. And they ended up finding um, the two-year-old who was asleep upstairs at the time. She was unharmed, and she had slept through the entire thing. So that's another reason why I'm not telling what her name is. So the two-year-old survived. What a... Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, But could you imagine walking... No. Yeah. Just no. Whatever you're going to (laughs) say. Yeah, no. I was going to say, like, could you imagine walking into a house like that, like no. in a city where murders don't happen every year, and to yeah, see so you're an a cop, absolute You could be a massacre. cop for 10 years, never see a murder, and then you're seeing something out of, like, the Firefly family. It's just, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah, That's so the, the, the cops, okay. when they did a sweep of the house, they noticed that the back door was ajar, so they um, brought canine units out. And they were hunting down the scents because, um, like I said, uh, Michael, who was a 15-year-old, he left his – he kind yeah. of took off his body armor and threw it down there. Right. So the canines had a scent. They immediately located okay. the boys that were hiding in that creek. And, uh, Wait, they just, they, they just went to the creek the creek and just didn't – well, you know what? At least they're stupid. All right. <laughs> At least they're stupid enough to get caught. Yep. And we'll talk yep. more about like their motive and their future plans yeah. um, as we get to it, of course. But um, Robert immediately, they... yeah, yeah, I know it's outrageous. Yeah. So Robert immediately complied when the officers in the canine unit were st- telling them to come out um, and show your hands. 
So Robert complied. Michael apparently was hesitant, and that's when they kind of unleashed the dogs on him. Um, they ended up biting his shoulder and dragging him out into the open. He was fine. He wasn't killed or anything, but the canine unit dragged him out, and they both were promptly arrested. So at least there's that. More than he deserves. More than he deserves, right? All right. Sorry. They're- I'm getting dark because I'm so upset. I know. <laughs> Like, how do you do this whole thing? It's so... I know. It's fucked up. Okay. So when they were both arrested, there were um, photographs that they took of them at the time of their arrest. Robert had an almost smile on his face, and and Michael had a very vacant look on his face as if, you know, he didn't Mm. just murder his family. And so it's very wild. Young siblings. Yeah. So Robert apparently allegedly looked at his younger brother as he was being put into patrol cars. And he said, Mm -hmm. quote, it's been a pleasure. I'm proud of what I've done. Yeah. I don't know what to say to that. I know. I don't know what to say to that that either. As As he was being put into the cop car. As in, um, they were both put into separate patrol cars. And as when uh, Robert was putting being put into his patrol car, he looked at Michael and said, it's been a pleasure. I'm proud of what I've done with a kind of smile on his face. Oh, he looked at, okie dokie. All right. Well, isn't, it's good to be proud of your work, I guess. Right. And going back to the- That was dark and I didn't mean it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, going back to the 13-year-old sister- um, she was, yeah. like I said, brought out to the EMTs immediately. She was rushed to a hospital. She underwent immediate surgery, and she was listed as being in serious yeah. but stable condition at the time. And she did end up mm-hmm. surviving. So um, she was don't able. Know how, but the doctors didn't know either. She had her throat slit, and she was stabbed yeah. multiple times. She lost a lot of blood, and so they were shocked that she survived. And this is the sister that had gotten out of the house yes, and got all the way to the driveway yes, and then they dragged her back inside. Yes. This was the 13 year old sister who did that. Yep. Okay. So with both boys, uh, both brothers arrested, I I don't want to say boys because one was an adult. Mm -hmm. When they were arrested, Mm -hmm. they were both charged with five counts of first degree murder and one charge Mm -hmm. of assault and battery with a deadly weapon. And Michael. sister? Yes. Yeah. For the uh, sister who's not attempted murder. In Oklahoma? That was not part of their charges, so I don't know. And uh, Michael, who was the 15-year-old at the time, he was tried as an adult because, according to Oklahoma, if you are charged with first-degree murder, you are charged – or, sorry, you were tried as an adult. So, Got it. Um, um, I think um, if you are responsible for murdering five people, I think uh, uh – under the law, if you do adult activities, mm-hmm. um, you can be charged as an adult. And I would say murdering uh, five members of your immediate family is an adult activity. So I can't say that I'm against it. I I, I would have to agree with you on that, honestly, because with yeah. the amount and of... And normally, I will say, I'm yeah. not usually in favor of charging children as adults. And a 15-year-old mm-hmm. is a child, because in this system, we understand um, that children can be rehabilitated. Their minds aren't fully developed. They're, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. have the potential to be better 
And and listen, for adults, yeah, rehabilitation is a, a part of it, but it is not the main the main purpose. Oh wow. So okay. the four purposes are retribution, rehabilitation, deterrence, and mm-hmm. incapacitation. The rehabilitation side of it is really focused on mainly juvenile offenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just looked up, I just Googled the words purpose of prison, and it says prisons have four major purposes. These purposes are retribution, incapacitation, deterrence, and rehabilitation. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad I was right when I pulled that out of my ass. (laughs) Yes. All right. So edit that as you please. Absolutely. So Robert Bever, between his arrest and his trial – ended up trying to hang himself in a cell while awaiting his trial. I wonder why. I guess he wasn't so proud of what he did, but that's – I digress. Um, it's either he but, wasn't uh, so proud of what he did or he just didn't want – he did what he did and that's what his goal was and he just wanted mm-hmm. to be done with it. Right. I mean it's not a stable mind that kills five people. Right. So um, Robert was offered a deal – um, that if he pled mm-hmm. guilty to all charges, he would have the death penalty taken off the table because that's death common. penalty is in Oklahoma and is common, you know, plea deal. He ended up taking yep. that deal. So he was given five life sentences without the possibility of parole to be served consecutively, okay. plus one additional life sentence for the assault charge. Good. Okay. Since Michael was under the age of 18 when he was arrested, even though he was charged as an adult, um, he yeah. did not have a death penalty since he was under 18. Yeah, there's a there's a movement now um, in most states where even juveniles previously tried as adults and convicted of life without parole. Mm-hmm. I believe now that it's national where anybody who's sentenced under those conditions has to be resentenced. Mm. Um, I, I bet that has something to do with it considering the year was pretty recent. Um, and you can't sentence a juvenile to life without the possibility of parole. You, you can sentence them to life with the possibility of parole Mm -hmm. and the possibility of parole does not mean that that person is going to get parole. Right. And so um, to, to piggyback on that, Michael, yeah. he ended up um, pleading not guilty. So he went to trial. Of wow. course, though, he was found guilty of all charges. So he was of given he five. Was. Of course he was. So he was given five consecutive life sentences and 28 years with the possibility of parole for the assault. So right. essentially a life sentence. Apparently he tried appealing that. Well, at least his attorneys tried to appeal it saying that it was unconstitutional because he was under 18 Mm -hmm. at the time. And there's no idea of having parole if you have five consecutive life sentences, but the Oklahoma Supreme court ruled, I believe three to two against it saying he knew what he was doing. He did it. And it's a just a verdict essentially. This is really complicated for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because most of the time I am, uh, how do I say this? Pretty, uh, anti long prison sentences. However, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that opinion in the face of something like this. Mm -hmm. 
it's a disconnect and a discord because generally speaking, I don't think that there's any benefit to rotting in prison. But when you've killed five people in your immediate family, how can you, right? What can is you the be, punishment? Right. What, and that's my question to you in could, all seriousness. If I know that you were against capital punishment, but you yeah, just said sure. that you were against what life sentences? So, how would that, how would, how would you consider a um, just verdict in that case? I guess. In this case, I think just verdicts were given. But, I mean, it's really, really complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Because when we're talking about retribution and punishment versus rehabilitation, Mm -hmm. I think that rehabilitation is definitely a possibility for more offenders than we think it is. I think that the goal of punishment should be retribution. I mean, God (laughs) should be rehabilitation. Excuse me. Uh I just mean, it's not, it's not something I can really say definitively. I know it's a case by case. I would think it really is. It really is a case by case situation. I would love to say that nobody deserves to just be thrown away. Um, people don't deserve to be thrown away. And forgotten. And most of the time, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's well, what fair. do you do? What is, I mean, I know. What, is, what do you do what, in this situation? Yeah. Which is, so in this situation, do I believe that their sentence was just? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I mean, unless you're going to tell me some mitigating factors that really sway me. Yeah, we haven't even talked about motive yet. So, yeah, I, yeah, I'm going mean, so to without... talk about that. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Before we talk about motive, I'm going to go back. So, Michael was convicted on all charges. His, mm-hmm. um, it went up to the Oklahoma Supreme Court when he appealed it. And it was, is it called it? it the verdict was stayed. Is that correct saying? Yeah. Like they it upheld was, it. They oh, upheld the verdict. It was upheld. So also I just wanted to point out too, during Michael's trial, uh, mm-hmm. the surviving sister did testify against him. And <gasps> so how it was, hard is that? I know. And so it was with her oh testimony. Um, part of her testimony did help, you know, convict him. And uh, she corroborated almost all of the stories. She did say that certain things that Robert and Michael said in their interrogations happened differently, uh, but the same thing, well, you know, um, I have to say that that's right. I can't yeah. blame her considering she was stabbed how many times, dozens. um, and managed to right. still a, yeah, dozens of times managed to escape. And then her, I mean, her throat was like mm-hmm. the fact that she has any memory at all. Outrageous. She, is she's incredible. so strong, so brave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she could stand up there and mm-hmm. face the, face him during his trial, I don't understand how he could justify a not right. guilty right. pleading. Um, so everybody deserves their day in court. Yeah. Let's dive into motive. So according Okey-dokey. according to testimony and according to news articles, the motive for the brothers' massacres um, came down to 
a mixture of things, obviously. So Robert's obsession with serial killers. Yeah. Particularly the Columbine killers. Uh Uh-oh. He had a fantasy of committing more murders than the Columbine killers. So he decided to start with his family. That is, yes, and we, I will absolutely get into that. Yep. So although the kids were sheltered physically from the outside world, their parents were actually proponents of them using computers and technology. Apparently April, the mother was pretty active on Reddit. Oh, okay. So they, they had computers, they had access to the outside world digitally, things like that. So it was with that kind of opportunity that- that they Roberts. About it all. They yes, exactly. They learned about certain things. They learned about certain movies that they watched about mm-hmm. some mass murder, and they they became ins- not inspired per se because I'm not a proponent of killers and people that do crimes do so because of movies or or video, video games, games or anything like that. Right, right, right. Right. They had opportunity, but they had the mindset as well, and they had the means access. Mo- the- yep. Yeah, okay. they had the access had the to that access, digital. Yeah, which again, how with them committing these crimes? Exactly, exactly. We had access to the same shit. Yep, and so Robert apparently was the one that had most of the fantasies, most of the inclinations about being a killer. He had the um, idea that the world didn't matter; everyone was kind of pointless in the world, and they. Or they they were uh, bad in a way, so they all needed to die. So, so he concocted he this was, plan. Yeah, he was alleviating his guilt preemptively. Nobody matters. Right. Nothing matters. So I'm going to kill all these people, but who cares? Because nothing matters. Yes, and Michael, who was uh, three years younger than he was, you know, that was his big brother. So he would do sure. anything that right. his brother was saying and did. He was also a bit afraid of Robert, obviously, with the kind of ideations that Robert would have. I can't imagine why. Can't imagine why, yeah. So with that access to the outside world digitally, things like that, they were able to purchase many weapons over the course of a few months before the night of the massacre took place. So they ended up Jesus. buying knives they bought body armor they bought crossbows they bought guns mm. thousands of rounds of ammunition too great 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 great, great. so oh. the plan was love america the plan was right. after they were going to kill their family mm-hmm. that night they were then going to take their parents car and only robert could drive michael could not at the time but they were going to oh, take their car right from Oklahoma, I believe, drive it up to Washington State. But along the way, they wanted to kill indiscriminately. And they wanted to have allegedly at least five victims like per state or whatever, plus their family. They wanted to have at least a kill count over 50 people. Well, goals are important. Right? So <laughs> in addition to the um, Robert's obsession with serial killers and and crime and things like that, there was another motive as well. Michael, Robert, and their 13-year-old sister did testify during Michael's trial that their father, David, was uh, physically and verbally abusive to their family, especially Mm. to Robert and especially to Michael. Michael did have a speech impediment, so apparently that was very traumatic for Michael to be um, abused physically and verbally about his speech impediment from his father. Which is not Listen, an excuse to murder their entire family, but 
It's not. That happened, and that's so. all of that is terrible. Nobody yeah. deserves that. Nobody yeah. deserves to be abused by the people they trust the most. Mm-hmm. But if you if he has a speech impediment, odds are the abuse caused it. So I think it's really nice that the abuse causes the speech impediment and then he gets abused for the speech impediment. That's great. Yeah. It's a vicious um, cycle. But like you said, there are plenty of people, unfortunately, who come from terrible backgrounds mm-hmm. who are mm-hmm. – I cannot uh, say how unfortunate it is, but come from unfortunately awful environments and they don't, they don't kill their commit. families. <laughs> yeah. And they, do they do don't, that. and they don't think that going on a, what a murder spree and uh, yeah. having a goal of a head count per state. Yeah. Uh, that's not part of the plan. It's justified. Yeah. It's not at all justified in any single way. Yep. And uh, I just want to point out two more bits of information about this story Mm -hmm. as we wrap up. The two surviving daughters, they were put into state custody, so we do not know. You know, they're not with the family, as far as I know. So they were put in state custody, and I believe they are together. But how fucking traumatic that would be. If this is six years ago... 13. Mm-hmm. So the, the older girl would have been, would be 19 now. Right. She'd be a, an, an adult the baby, now. The baby would be like eight, eight, eight or nine ish, depending on her yeah. birthday. Yeah. Listen, I don't, so. I don't, I'm not upset that we don't know anything about them. Good for them. Right. They, um, yeah. they deserve their privacy and their whatever peace they can get. Yep. And then the last piece of information too, um, after mm-hmm. a couple years of the house, that the murders took place, stood mm-hmm. derelict. Um, obviously, no one wanted to buy that house. So um, the, the city at that time in 2017, they raised enough money. They ended up raising the house, and they converted it into a small park that had a gazebo and a mm. garden with Lovely. like a reflective pond in there. So um, that's dedicated to not just the victims and the surviving members of the family, but also the first responders of that night. That's great. Yeah, so the community could do some sort of healing. But that's my story. (laughs) (laughs) I think you, I think it was, um, I hate, I don't want, I mean, I think it was a great, great thing. I can't believe I've never heard of this. Like, did you know about this before you looked into it? I have to say yes. I mean, that's what prompted me to, to like do the story. I've seen it on a couple of different like YouTube mm-hmm. series that I will watch every now and then. Okay. And so, um, because also, um, actually, I've seen three different videos on it on YouTube, but the one okay. that first got my attention was um, the interrogation video for Michael Bever, the 15-year-old, mm. is on yeah. YouTube, I believe, almost in its entirety. The For wow. some reason, the interrogation video for Robert Bever, the 18-year-old, is redacted. It is not online somewhere, somewhere but um, Michael's mm. is. So could be part I of first came across that. Yeah. It could be part of whatever plea agreement he had. It could have been. So that's what prompted me to like look more into this, this you know, tragedy because um, yeah. it's outrageous well, to see. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Just incredibly outrageous. I think yeah. you did a great job. <laughs> thank I, you. Thank you. Thank you for your story and your time. I just, 
it sounds, I don't, I mean, abuse is terrible in any form that it comes in, especially from a parent who knows the incredible pain that that causes. I don't know what, I don't understand the reaction of, um, I've been abused and, you know, hurt. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I mean, I do get it. So I'm going to abuse and hurt, but there was no abuse and hurting. There was murder. There was murder. A lot of murder. Almost never justified. Right. I'm saying almost because of like self-defense and stuff, but like, Oh yeah. Almost never. But I believe in this instance, I think it might be fair to say this was absolutely unwarranted. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's nothing more to say about it, but it's just, it was a great story. Well, good job. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And, um, can I lighten things up? Yeah. Tell me. Okay. So after that, I'm, what we're going to talk about next is probably pretty short. Okay. But real, but real cute. Okay. Oh, I love it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. This is where we get into the spoopy parts of this, the yes. podcast. Yes, yes, yes. If you haven't noticed um, the format yet, it's intense, borderline unbearable true crime. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the last two weeks, followed by um, something a lot more lighthearted. And I, I really, I like, I like the format. It's almost uh-huh. like a, like an after dinner mint. A palate cleanser, if you will. Yes. A palate yes. cleanser, if you will. Um, when your palate is, it. you know, pretty, pretty murdery, you want to have a little. Yeah. Uh, when, when your mouth, when just like at the back of your throat on your little, mm, your little dingle you dangle, little... it's just. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just covered in murder. Yeah, you just want to cleanse that a little bit and just mm. calm her down. Yeah. Yeah, and today we're going to calm down with mm. the legend of the Bear Lake Monster. Do you know <gasps> the her? Bear Lake. I don't know her. The Bear Lake you Monster. You don't know her? Listen, I never I heard of her either. This mm-hmm. is a great episode where neither of us know what we're talking about. So this is good. <laughs> okay, so I'd never heard of the Bear Lake Monster either. I went down mm-hmm. a real Wikipedia hole. And I will say normally Wikipedia is not my first choice for source material. Jesus, it's but, always um, mine. I will readily say that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not saying it because it's bad. I'm just saying I try not to. But... Just law school, just yes. Be, oh, oh, yes, yes. You know, yes. you know. Wikipedia is the real. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so She's your like, house boom. looks. <laughs> I'm finished. Your house looks haunted the whole time we've been recording. She just bangs that door open. That's my Hi, girl. Raven. That's my girl. Uh, my cats are asleep. Okay. Um, but yeah, I never heard of it. Wikipedia is the real MVP here. I have other sources, which of course we will link on our website. Yes, um, we will. Courtesy of Kevin. Um, but let's get into it. So just a little background. Bear Lake is located on the Idaho-Utah border. Okay. And it's split equally between the states. It's 
sometimes referred to as the Caribbean of the Rockies. No, it's not. No one says that. Does yes, someone really yes, say it that? Is. <laughs> yes, it is. Because, <laughs> listen, I almost didn't put it in here because I thought I was so dumb. But, like, I put it in because it actually is what it's called, um, yeah. what it's referred to. And the reason is um, it's shockingly blue, nearly turquoise in color because um, due to the refraction of limestone deposits in the lake. Okay. Can you tell I'm a scientist? I can. T- um, you are a straight up geologist girl. Amen. Um, so the unusual water properties have led to the evolution of several unique species of fauna. Specifically, there are four species of fish that mm-hmm. are found nowhere else in the world. They're only cool. in I dig it. their lake, which I think sort of leads to a, uh, I don't know, a cryptid or a lake monster seeming more possible because we're uh-huh. like, well, we've, with all of these special water properties and it's turquoise nature, uh-huh. Uh-huh. we have, what if we just had a bear lake monster? <laughs> so I, I did try to find what um, the native or indigenous name of the lake was, but I really couldn't find anything. I, I found information on a bear lake in northern Canada, so that's not the same situation. I was able to find a, a, um, an article from 1928, uh, from January 1988, that said that the Bear Valley region where Bear Lake is had been called uh, Ono Kutch. Or Onokuch. Um, it's O-N-O-C-U-T-H. Okay. But the article, again, was from January of 1928 in the Utah Historical Quarterly by William Palmer, who sounds not indigenous, so maybe it's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I did try. I tried to find what it what its original naming was. And the original naming could have very well been Bear Lake, and I just couldn't find it. But lurking beneath its stunning blue waters is what I am calling... Utah's Nessie, the Bear Lake monster, who I've named Bear just for fun because mm-hmm. he didn't have a name, and I feel like monster is derogatory. That is, he, yes. So I'm just going to call him Bear. All right. Okay. I'm here um, for it. From from the Salt Lake City Magazine, Bear is a great serpentine beast, as wide mm. as a man. And depending on the account, 40 to 200 feet long. His like, head is... Mm-hmm. I like my beasts as wide as men, so... Because mm-hmm. I like men. And a short range <laughs> of 40... To- so stupid, nice, sorry. Kevin. <laughs> Please keep that in. <laughs> um, and then just a nice simple range of 40 to 200 feet. Just, you know, a good yeah, range. 40... And his head is described as either a non-tusked walrus or an alligator to mostly similar animals. A tuskless walrus uh-huh. or an so alligator. Blob or an alligator head. Um, Hold, pause one second. Mm-hmm. That just um, <laughs> automatically made me think of um, Linda Belcher when she uh-huh. was trying to organize Tina's 13th birthday party. And she was okay. like, it'll be like Studio 54 or Buckingham Palace. And Bob was like, those are two very different <laughs> things. 
Exactly. So we have two very similar things, a non-tusked walrus, but also an alligator. An alligator. Yeah. But both heads have been described as having huge, wide-set eyes and undecided amount of legs, which I put in my notes. I'm going to put five. Like, I I put in my notes, like, boy cat nipples. (laughs) Like, boy cat nipples? or. Because boy cat nipples have, they can be anywhere from like four to eight. Like there's an undetermined, listen, we can cut this out. I'm just saying when I was writing this story, it's what popped in my old noggin. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, he's, <laughs> we can cut that part. He's super scary fast in the water, but he's real okay. awkward on land. Okay. Another account of bear is that he has a huge brown snake-like body. He's 90 feet long. Okay. He's got weird ears sticking out of the side of his skinny head. It, it, the ears were described as like pint glass shaped, but like, I don't really know what that means. Like were they, <laughs> they I don't know if they were like cylindrical or uh, what, but anyway, pint glass out of a skinny head and a mouth big enough to eat a man. What do you think about that? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. The mouth. That's what I have to say about that. Ooh. To eat a man. Big enough to eat a man. Big enough to eat a man. Indeed. And then the most terrifying thing I've ever heard is small short legs that made it look like he scurried when on land. <laughs> so I just wanna I just wanna point this out. This is 90, this is a 90 foot long brown snake body with that's scurrying at you with little tiny legs it's like a that's, like a what a centipede or like a thousand thousand legger what are they called millipede 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 yeah i like thousand legger <laughs> but even with his weird scurrying legs he swims faster than a horse gallops so not that fast, I guess, because it's one one horsepower. One horsepower. Okay. But I mean, for like this, this is taking place in uh, 1868. I guess it's pretty fast. So that second version of Bear is a sneaky little jerk who likes to get close to swimmers in the lake and blow water on them or <laughs> like- eat them. One or the other. One, he's playful, like other. he's a like a splash zone at SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And exactly. the other, he eats them Chomp. at like SeaWorld. <laughs> <Exactly>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lay That's off me, fun. I'm starving. <laughs> Great Chris Farley impression. Shout out, Chris Farley. <laughs> so one encounter says... It's a quote. A feller I heard about spotted the monster early one evening. Fuck off. A feller I heard. (laughs) It's F-E-L-L-E-R. It's not like fella. It's not anything else. It's a feller I heard. (laughs) A feller I heard about spotted the monster early one evening while walking by the lake. I tried to shoot the monster, but missed. Just scared him (laughs) off. So um, Bear likes to hang out in the deepest, coldest parts hidden from dumb humans in the dark, which I absolutely respect. I mean, yeah, life goals, life goals. Yeah. But where did the legend begin, Kevin? 
<gasps> where I'm going to tell it? you. Yeah, where mm-hmm. did it? It begin? began. It began in ni- in nineteen in 1868 Ooh. by Mormon settler Joseph C. Rich. And through a secondhand account of the story, he wrote to the Deseret News newspaper. Is the full title? I hate it. Okay, continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Deseret News News. I, I think I've seen one of her shows before. Please welcome to the stage, <laughs> Deseret News News. Deseret so. News newspaper. <laughs> but Joe wrote about wrote multiple stories to the Deseret about our friend Bear. He did later recant his claims, but I can only assume it's because he was scared off by some kind of threat of retribution by the Lake Monster Association, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. I did just make up, but I am I also think sounds really cool. But they are a nasty organization. You don't want to cross them. Listen, but I do support them. Before his recantation, however, Rich's stories created a big hubbub in Salt Lake City and a news staff from a local newspaper. <laughs> Where am I? Oh, so there was a big hubbub in Salt Lake City about our friend Bear and a news staffer from a lo- local newspaper went to the area of Bear Lake mm-hmm. and found that almost everyone he spoke to believed that the Bear Lake monster was very real on a scale a of time. not real to very very real very mm-hmm. real very real very real what a time to be alive there's no time. tv there's no other entertainment but you're like uh oh there's a monster in the lake absolutely hey, miss. miss do you yeah. want to come out to yeah. the the lake and just sit there to look and look at it you bet your ass i do yeah yep yep um, but yeah, even the LDS, the Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, mm-hmm. the church got into it when, when they visited the area on preaching tours, which again, thank the universe for TV, uh-huh. they spoke to residents and so many people told the story of the Bear Lake monster that it was considered to be quote, indisputable. Indisputable. The Salt Lake Tribune even wrote that Bear was, quote, twin brother to the devil and cousin to Brigham Young, which seems super scandalous. That seems super scandalous and even mm-hmm. stranger than saying it's a tuskless walrus. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. With questionably numbered feet. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Indisputable. Uh, not in dispute, disputed numbers of feet, meaning almost everybody in- said that. I thought it was almost everybody gave it. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I heard you. you hear what you want to hear. <laughs> I very well may have said indiscriminate. I don't think I did. But what I meant to say, if I did, was that he has an undetermined amount of feet. <laughs> undetermined. Okay. I'm still going to say yeah. five so, feet. Fine. You're allowed to say that because there is an undetermined amount of feet. Exactly. And legs. But yes, yeah, so um, the number of sightings led some to believe that there could be an underwater channel that connected Bear Lake to the Great Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Sort of, which sounds very familiar to theories about Nessie over right. in Scotland. Of course. Yep. Bring him... Yep. Brigham Young himself, uh, I called, I said Brigham Young Mormon superstar himself <laughs> was said to, 
Brigham Young, superstar. Superstar. (laughs) Do you know? Um, Brigham Young, Mormon superstar himself, was said to have investigated to see if it was, quote, an honest tale of a serpent or only a fish story. Which, like, how rude. How rude. How dare you call Bear a fish story? How dare you call him into question? Brigham. How dare you? Her name is Brigham. Yeah, Brigham. Brigham Young. Bring it on, Brigham. Which had like, like 50 wives and a thousand children. And no credibility. Zero. So yeah, Brigham Young even sent a large rope in aid of capturing the monster. As if Bear would be so easy to catch. What an idiot. What a dum-dum. During this time, the indigenous peoples of the area, mainly the Shoshone, Shoshone, Uh yeah, got uh, monster fever as well and told settlers stories of their own about a monster um, that was told to them by their ancestors. So everybody's into bear. Do you think they were just telling that to like scare the white people? (laughs) God, I hope so. (laughs) That was their entertainment pre-TV. Yeah. One tale was of two indigenous lovers who were being chased by other tribesmen, tribespeople, plunged into the lake and were changed into two large serpents, which are like totally rad. I love that. Even better. They they were called lovers in two accounts. So Mm -hmm. I'm picturing two. Hmm. Who am I picturing? I'm picturing same. I'm not picturing a heterosexual couple when I hear two lovers. I love that. Um, and that's um, that's the way that I'm taking this legend. I would love it to be two men or two women because this is the theme of this podcast. Yes. And there's no facts to contradict me. Supposedly, a local resident tried to capture Bear using a baited hook <laughs> attached to, tw- to a, <laughs> attached to a 20-foot good. cable and th- 300 feet of rope. And then I wrote, <laughs> fools. <laughs> fools all of them (laughs) fools the resident was hoping to exploit bear by selling him to pt barnum's uh death circus so thankfully that was unsuccessful what do you have against hugh jackman hugh jackman yeah i think he's a delight yeah he's not actually pt barnum (laughs) that's a you don't know it's not a documentary it's not a documentary kevin yeah yeah yes it is no. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yes, it is. Mm. Um, I, for the record, I find Hugh Jackman to be delightful. Mm. So, like I said before, Joe Joseph Rich came out and called Bear the Bear Lake Monster, quote, mm-hmm. a wonderful first class lie. That was what. But, um, that was my senior quote in my uh, yearbook. <laughs> God, don't you wish though? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you wish you could have been cool and said something like, oh, what God. a wonderful I, first class Do you remember lie? yours? Because I sure do remember mine. No, I don't I have one in mine. Cringe. I refuse to do one. <laughs> I refuse to do one because I didn't have like anything to say and I couldn't. I was just like, what the like, what do I have to say? This was this sucked. It was real. See you later. Like I didn't I didn't have a, a, a senior quote on purpose. But no. Do you remember yours? I do. Um, Please tell me. Please tell us. Please tell us. Yeah. My (laughs) senior quote. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. 
It was from. Great, please tell us. It was in uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was um, Harry was talking to Sirius Black and he just says, I'm not ready for this. And Sirius Black just says, you don't have a choice. So that was my senior quote. I'm not ready for just this. Just those two lines? You don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was just an asshole who refused to participate. So I'm glad that you yeah. participated. It doesn't fucking matter. So you were on the right track because none of that goddamn shit matters. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, but I was also just very not into participating, as I'm sure you remember. <laughs> yes. Um, if you couldn't tell me why, I wasn't going to do it. And nobody could tell me why I needed to have a senior quote. Um, as I'm sure everyone can tell, I was a delight. So moving on, even after he was called a wonderful first class lie, sightings of Bear continued. In 1907, two men in Logan, Utah, saw the Bear Lake monster when he attacked their camp and killed a horse, which seems like a dick move. It seems like a real dick move. And then again, in 19, in 1946, a Boy Scout leader saw him. Again, no detail provided. Not one. Not one. But in 2019, Matthew Havertz, H-A-V-E-R-T-Z, made mm-hmm. a documentary on the Bear Lake Monster on YouTube. I watched it. It's about 22 minutes. You can watch it too. And really, uh-huh. it was kind of interesting because the talking heads on it were like a bunch of legitimate scientists. Really? Yeah. Like a bio- there was a college professor. There was um, a biologist who worked for the Department of Natural Resources and a few others. Check it out. Okay. It's called In Search of the Bear Lake Monster. I watched it and it has a handful of modern sightings of the Bear Lake Monster. Most Uh of whom have never heard of the monster prior to their encounters. So it's not like they were looking for it. They weren't searching for Sasquatch or trying to scare Nessie out of the lock. They were truly unaware. And something interesting is there's lots of real quote unquote monster fossils have been found nearby like mammoths, plesiosaurus. So Uh why not? Why not our friend Bear? Mike Havertz, who is the documentarian's uncle, he saw Bear in 1977. He and a group of friends were, and this is not explained, and to me, completely bizarre. (laughs) Uh, A group of him and other teenagers were in a canoe at night in freezing water. So, As one does. I can't. I can't make it make sense, but I guess outdoors, outdoorsy people could probably make sense of it. I'm not. Uh, I'm indoorsy at best. You've been declawed. Yep, yep. Absolutely. But he <laughs> he said that the waters were very calm. Then all of a sudden, big waves started for and lasted for at least three minutes. And they all got freaked out. The waves got up to the side, the top of the canoe. And they thought, you know, they were scared that the water was going to capsize them. And then they came to a consensus that it was um, not just 
bear, but they believe that multiple monsters were under the canoe, just being dicks, just messing with them. Mm. Mike Havertz, he did not explain how or why he thought that it was multiple monsters or how he thought that they could have been a family. I don't know if they were in bracelets or something to identify them. But he did say it was multiple man- monsters or a family of monsters attack their canoe, which again, they were on the lake outside when it was freezing. So take that as you will. Yeah. And then another sighting from the document, the documentary was a father and daughter team for reasons. I don't know. They were sitting in the father's truck and the father was sitting in the driver's seat, looking out at the lake and saw a big white wave, which is uncommon. The white wave usually means there's like a big, disturbance right like a boat or something but he didn't see anything he just saw the white wave but then he saw something shoot out of the water 30 or 40 feet high Uh and then but the daughter didn't see it but then the daughter sees something and yells oh my god dad what was that I don't know how she yelled it because it was like a voice actor. She wasn't actually in the documentary, but the dad was, they thought that there was a boat or, um, she thought it, she said that she thought it looked like one of those. Um, I think I know what she's talking about, but one of those inflatable tubes that outdoorsy people jump on. Like, okay. I, yeah, I know what, do you know I, what I mean? I can picture that. Like they yeah. jump off a pier and yes. then like they jump on it and then they it get catapulted. Idiot, like, flying into the air yeah people think it's fun and it sounds terrifying i feel like i would break every bone in my body i agree i would then she saw it come out of the water and go back under like a huge black shiny serpent she said she saw at least two parts of its body going up and down and disappearing under the water like it was serpentining up and out of the water you see what i'm doing Uh up and down but, you know, you remember the body is, like, at least 90 feet long. So, you know, it's going to be serpentining up and down. <laughs> I wish everyone Damn. could see me right now because I'm, really, I'm really into it. Both <laughs> father and daughter saw it again at the same time. So first dad saw it, then daughter, but dad saw it, but daughter didn't. Okay. Daughter saw it, but dad didn't. And then the third time they both saw it at the same time. Um, but yeah, those are the two main ones from that documentary. It's, uh-huh. um, it's actually a really well done documentary. So check it out. But, uh, some yeah. explanations that have been given, which I called this section, this is dumb, long live bear. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is mainly from the biologist I was talking about. So the native fish in Bear Lake Um, actually swim in a really tight school and when they do that they show up on the sonar as -hmm. just like one big mass because they're so tight together when they're swimming Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. he said i could understand how people could confuse it you know because the water is so clear that you can see all of it which is another reason why it's called the caribbean because the water is so crystal clear so when you look down if you see it it does it can look like one big mass and can be confused again i think it's bullshit bears real long live bear long live bear 
the biologist said one time he was looking at the lake and it was extremely calm. He said it was like glass, the surface of the water. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden it started moving rhythmically, like back and forth, like very pronounced along the water surface. And he was just like, what the hell is this? What's going on? And he went and got his spotting scope. Um, and saw it was actually a herd of elk swimming across the lake. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but really, I mean, that's the story of the Bear Lake Monster and our friend Bear. I Justice I Justice for Bear. Justice for Bear. I will die on my hill that Bear is real. I think he's mm-hmm. a cousin of Nessie. But um, I'm going to say that they're cousins. I'm going to say that they're close. I'm going to say that all of the tunnels, the canals underneath allow them to travel. I'm going to say that they exist in more than two places and we are just too dumb to understand them. And Uh I will uh die on Uh this hill. Good night. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Click. We're done. (laughs) Good night. Mic drop. Long live bear. Yes. So yeah, that's bear. That's that, that is, is the Utah slash Idaho bear lake monster, which again is derogatory and I don't support it. Maybe he likes it that way though. Maybe he does refer to himself that way. Fine. Okay. So he owns it. I can respect that he owns the monster status, but uh-huh. that doesn't mean that we get to call him a monster. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough for bear. That's fair for bear. Justice. Fair for bear is fair for all of us. I was going to try to be Linda Belcher and just (laughs) try to come up with a (laughs) with a slogan. Um, Yeah, yeah, like from when they're she's protesting at the museum. Yes, yeah, the museum. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. This has been a real Belcher heavy episode. I mean, the Which more culture, the better. More. Yes. Hashtag. I love it. Better. Well, thank you for that story. That was lovely. I loved hearing about Bear. I never heard about him. So I want him to be real. But yeah, I'm, I long live Bear. Yay. Look at us. Yeah. Episode four. Episode four. We doing it. Us. It's this a whole This a lovely month. episode. I know it of was. entertainment of content that we've created. Entertainment. Ooh. Yeah, entertainment. Yes, queen. Yeah. We're going to keep churning them out too. But Yeah, um, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening if you're still listening or if you're new uh in week 4, we love to have you. We love to see you. Yeah. Um, if you haven't, or if you want, please rate and subscribe wherever you are. Um, yes, please. Write us a review if you feel so inclined. If you're on a platform like Spotify where you can't leave reviews, feel free to send us an email at creepyinquiriespod at gmail.com. And yep. then our social medias are the same, Creepy Inquiries yep. Pod. Is that right? That's right. Our website's www.creepyinquiriespod.com. At Instagram, Mm -hmm. we're at creepyinquiriespod. On Twitter, (laughs) we are C underscore inquiries. 
as of today. Are we? Um, we we are. <laughs> no. We are. I know. But you can that. still search for us be- as Creepy Inquiries Pod. So. Okay, and we we are using Twitter. Allegedly, yes, yes, we have it. Feel I'll free say. to send it. It's Feel there. Free to send us a twat. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I also want to point out too, we are, I know we've already said this many times, but we are so happy that people are, have been like tuning in. The weirdest yes, thing that I have found, listening. the weirdest thing that I have found from this experience so far is shout out to those two people in Dublin that have checked out our website. Oh my God. <laughs> or China. Or China. There's there was one person China. from Beijing. Yeah. You're welcome. We love you. We appreciate you. I Thank don't know you how so you stumbled upon this website, but. Um, but tell I mean, your honestly, friends. <laughs> but tell your friends. We'd Is that love really it. Foreign countries? Was that just uh, Ireland as of and this China? taping? Yeah, as of this uh-huh. taping, yes. But we had um, incredible. In, in, in the U.S., we've had a number of states that have uh, found us. Um, we've had a yes. number of website visits from a place in Oregon. Um, which so if you're if you're in Oregon, thanks a bunch. Thank you so much. We see you. Yeah. It makes me want to like look for um, stories to do about Oregon because if, if which we, got we should do from, absolutely, there are stories out there. Give so the people what they want. Yes, ma'am. And people from we're we're naming these states because we know no one from those states. So like, thank you. Yeah, for no. Oregon. So obviously we have. Obviously, we have people from Maryland, but that's where we're from. So, like, we yeah. love you. We appreciate you. But it's really exciting when people from Oregon and Ireland and China are also visiting our website. Exactly. So, thank you, thank Just, you, thank you. But until next yeah. week, next Wednesday, yes. for a new episode, we love you. So, until next week, my darlings. Bye. 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 Bye.